0: to the full 90 extra time podcast week 34 of 34 episode 27 <laughs> da, da, da. Our, we killed it <laughs> our weekly look into seattle sounders fc nerdy soccer culture fan outrage in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty mls
1: wait, wait time out time out i'm sorry to interrupt your intro because it's always great but we ask people to give us four. We ask people to give us five stars, and we just said that this is our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC after telling them that this is episode twenty-seven out of thirty-four weeks of soccer.
0: Hey, you were you were out of town. We had like seventeen weeks of three matches in a week. We just true, true, true. It's just how it goes. It's it's fine. <laughs> I, we're your hosts from mornings on 107.7 The end. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field, plus doing a ton of internet from the sidelines until they didn't call him back anymore.
1: It's Brandon from the internet. <laughs> I wonder. What do you think I said on this podcast that they stopped calling me back?
0: Oh, you think that's it? Ah, oh, probably. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating.
1: Definitely five stars or thirty-seven
0: <laughs> or or four stars. I think or that four. actually does something to boost the popularity of it. But uh, primarily, you can leave us a comment just telling us who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. Yeah, whether it's
1: Jordan Morris's right foot oh. or Jordan Ma- Morris's left foot. Yeah, also good. <laughs> Apparently, good now. Uh, just quickly, I visited a faraway land
0: called Boston. Ooh. Everyone in Boston is seemingly very grumpy. I like you should listen to. I do this other podcast called. Well, right now it's called Nerd Talk, but it's, like, really longer than that. It's, like, an in-depth look into it. It's a daily podcast about what goes on on my show, right? Uh, it's going to change names here pretty soon. Anyway, irrelevant. Uh, I visited Boston and talked all about walking through Boston and its grumpy people, and I saw one advertisement for the revolution, oh. the New England revolution.
1: Oh, not like the Civil War that's going to happen? <laughs>
0: Well, I was thinking of the one that did happen, but also the <laughs> upcoming one. yes I'm, yeah. can we start taking bets on that yet? Is Vegas? Does they?
1: Do they I, have a, I just want to choose. Like, I I want to if we, maybe if we get in early, like if we're early investors in the Civil War, yeah, we could choose like what our role in the milit- whatever sides we get to be on. No, no,
0: no, no. So this is what you do: choose the side of the robots, and then they will spare you. Mm. Whoever has the robots is going to win. That's like. Does that mean
1: they turn you into like a spare? Uh, I mean, I
0: feel like they turn you into like a battery like in The Matrix. But anyway, that's beside the point. I go to Boston, right? And let me tell you, I saw almost zero representation for – the new england revolution and i was like this makes it very easy to be sounders till i die because a bus went by and the bus was wrapped to make it look like it was a trolley and then on the trolley it had all the pictures of the revolution players that i don't recognize (laughs) (laughs) that's just a sad fact and then uh i was like oh look at that that's sad my wife is like that's probably really smart advertising because it drives around the city all day and i was like yeah, I guess. And then I like looked around and you see eight thousand Boston Red Sox and um New England <laughs> Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots thing, man. We went all the way up into Maine. Like the Patriots are number one. <laughs> In that entire region, it's crazy.
1: I, w- I wonder how often Bruce Arena, uh, the head coach of the New England Revolution, like the storied uh, United States national team coach and and LA Galaxy coach, who's like he's only just reached the amount same amount of points in his career that Siggy Schmidt had uh, when he left the Sounders. Oh my god! So it's 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 wild, right? And um and I just wonder how often he's walking through town and everybody's like, "Hey, is that?" Is that Bruce Belichick or what's it? What's it? Bill, Bill Belichick? I w- Belichick.
0: Who do you think is more famous in their current city? Me or Bruce <laughs> or Arena? Bruce Arena. <laughs> I'm going to say Bruce Arena because he's gotten more FaceTime on TV, but it's not by much. <laughs> like considering I literally can't name a player on the New England Revolution team, he is by default the most famous person there. But yeah, I yeah, would. I really would be. Rough. Should I call him? Does he tweet? Hey, R- arena! Ar- how often you get recognized in in Boston, bro?
1: I, I wonder. They should do one of those like Jimmy Kimmel walk around the street. You, this is what you should have done while you were there. Walk around. Hey, have you guys been to the uh, the new Bruce Arena? And see what <laughs> and see what people's response is. <laughs>
0: uh, they would not have gotten it. They would have been like, "Out of my way, it's
1: tourist! <laughs> I am late for work, and I hate everything." Only I'm, I'm grumpy. Everybody else from America keeps calling me racist. <laughs>
0: It was crazy, dude. Because when you think about Boston, like if you had to boil down Boston into one colony of people, what do you pick?
1: Oh, I, I pick uh, Andy Samberg from those Boston sketches on SNL. Is that is that Irish? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't <laughs> he, seen those sketches. He's, yeah, like some bastardization of Irish.
0: Yeah, yeah, like some like. The, the boston irish catholic guy that's like yeah. man wants to hey you want to fight like uh no like, you are yeah yeah that that exactly right Mark uh, Wahlberg. From, from what i experienced it is 100 percent italian like people were walking around me being like a ginger ginger, ginger. and i was like <laughs> wow
1: they called you a ginger right to your face yeah
0: yeah 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 a tall ginger i think is the translation there but it was like there was people just straight up like fluently like over communicating with each other in italian everywhere we went and i was like wow so either you're a grumpy business person in the financial district or a hand-talking italian that's overdoing it or bruce arena (laughs) or bruce arena and then maybe fourth on the list is conan o'brien goes walking by or whatever i don't know but it was mind-boggling and then the point of this whole story is that the New England Revolution have, like, a zero share in terms of representation in that city. It is so sad. And then I think about it, though, like, the Mariners have been awful this year. They were awful. The Seahawks, obviously, are the number one team. And the Sounders are, like, up here, like, in the north end where I live, It's I see a pretty good representation from the Sounders. But in the city, I rarely see someone wearing Sounders gear or, like, an advertisement or anything. So I wonder if the Sounders in Seattle... Are like the revolution in Boston. Do people like? Are they aware? Are they? Do they know what's up?
1: I feel like they have to. I feel like there's so much. I mean, this is it's it's so hard to remove ourselves from it. But like, yeah. I mean, because we're obviously inundated, and and every single social media algorithm knows that. Yeah, just go on my Twitter. Jeez. Like that stuff, right? <laughs> um, but. But I would imagine that you have to know that the Sounders exist if you're here, right? Like, they did a parade through downtown, uh, and obviously it wasn't near as big as the the Seahawks parade. But, like, the Seahawks tweet about it, so people might tangentially see something about the Sounders. (laughs) Russell Russell Wilson 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 owns them, so now a lot of people care.
0: I got a solution. Russell Wilson should buy a share in the New England Revolution. That would help them tremendously be more hated. Perfect. This week, the ex-girlfriend Sounders FC take on the current girlfriend who hates your ex-girlfriend, Minnesota United FC, in a battle for El Capazone. That was brilliantly done, Brandon. That's very funny. But first, let's look back in time to one of the most hot garbage, garbagest matches I can remember. My God, I watched. (laughs) Full disclosure: We're recording on a Wednesday, and I watched the match today because I was traveling, and I just I couldn't find it like at the least amount of effort. I was like, is it on TV? No. They barely okay. show the team
1: that plays in their city. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. like I couldn't find their match either. So um, I knew what happened, and it took me until today was the first chance I got to sit down and watch it, and I was like, I knew how it was going to end. I knew there was going to be a stoppage time goal from Jordan Morris, but I didn't know what the final score was going to be, and when it turned out that I saw on social media as I was prepping for this while watching the match that it was Stefan Fry's 75 fifth
1: uh career yeah, shutout.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, that means there's only one goal and I am beep 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 seventy one minutes away from it. Oh no. <laughs> so a couple things of note. First, San Jose, I gotta talk a little trash. They look like they have the worst jerseys in MLS or the best in like the drink whiskey then play indoor adult soccer <laughs> league that I used to be in down in Soto at Arena Sports. Like eat like we wore white t-shirts and it didn't like sometimes they had like band stuff on them or sometimes you wrote funny words or you just found a white t-shirt from your closet or it was b- b- pretty gray <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it had pit stains or like oh yeah maybe it was just like a gray t-shirt because that you forgot and, like, the, like a light gray <laughs> and the refs were like whatever you guys are awful this is awful soccer and then like there was the team that showed up that like were a C-level team that had a little too much preparation they were like they had like custom jerseys with stripes Mm. on them and stuff and it was like that's what san jose looked like they looked like sort of like a college soccer warm-up jersey and like the fact that there's like a major brand that puts their name on that it was crazy so that's a i just wanted to just take a quick shot at san jose for being awful on the field and off um there you go san jose uh you're welcome yeah suck it suck it san jose that's what it is Stefan Fry, now we've grown to expect it, but it can't be stressed enough how excellent that guy is. Paraphrasing Steve Zaccawani, who was on the call again for the Seattle Sounders. And my God, Jordan Morris may have gotten man of the match, but Stefan
1: Fry and our friend Upright and Crossbar, (laughs) that combination is deadly. Even after the match, uh, I think so. So Jordan Morris gets the you know the Bud Light Limerita Man of the Match, uh, not the Virgin Limerita because he is definitely of age. Um, I, wow, when I say definitely of yeah. age, that makes it sound really creepy. It sounds like you're
0: trying to <laughs> him like. <laughs>
1: Jordan Morris, you can get it. Uh, when Stephen Fry gets the Bud Light, Lime Arena man of the match, e- even after the match when the Sounders post it and they, they tag Jordan Morris in it, he quote tweets it and he's like, yeah, but it was Stephen Fry though.
0: <laughs> I did not see that, and that is exactly my point. Excellent.
1: Yeah, Stephen Fry came up
0: big every time they needed him to, and the post came up big, but like every time the post came up big with the save, Stephen Fry was there, like if it yeah. had been six inches further in and not hit the post, it would have hit Stefan Fry's hand. Because that guy's an animal. He's like pushing 35, maybe?
1: Yeah,
0: probably. That's probably Googleable. Anyway, (laughs) he's getting up there, and I worry that, like, what's the depth beyond that guy? We got Brian Meredith. I don't really know anything about him except for that people tease him on the sidelines and don't give him high fives, and that's very funny. (laughs) But the Sounders' season, uh, we'll get to it later, but the goal differential for the season... It has been up to Stefan Fry to do it all, and so we should be super grateful that looking at into the playoff future here in the Crystal Pepsi Ball, third place right now, how much of that do you owe to the guy between the posts?
1: Oh, it would be it'd be super interesting for people smarter than us to go and look at the like the expected goals that, that stat that they use to say like what is the probability that the goal uh, should have been scored based on the location of the striker and the you know ability or some statistical average about the goalkeeper. Uh, you know, a higher expected goal means that if you miss, it looks really bad on you as a striker. A very high expected goal uh, that results in a save is obviously a really good sign on the goalkeeper one of the stats that people point to last year when Stephen Fry didn't get goalkeeper of the year he was better in every uh like one of those statistics anyway all of this is to say that uh, at the end of the year when you look at the fact that like I'm pretty sure the the um, the goal differential uh, the difference in the amount of goals that LAFC have scored versus what they've conceded is still five more than the Sounders have scored total.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad.
1: So I'm so I, but, but that big is the question is how much of that is Stefan Fry? Like, how much of, how much of that goal differential not being like zero for the Sounders is, is Stefan Fry's ability to just keep goals out of the net? Yeah,
0: so Seattle Sounders FC with a goal differential of two. That means they've scored two more than they've allowed. The number that LAFC is forty six. <laughs> Sounders <laughs> have scored 40 or fifty one
1: times, and LAFC
0: have given like is at forty six. So like
1: yeah, so five. Like they've they have, you know what, scored like eighty times or something like that this year. Eighty
0: two times with thirty six allowed. Sounders have scored 51 on 49 that's but like but you look at the so we're just skipping right ahead right now but you look you look down the chart and everybody from third to ninth is with that within that plus or minus three from zero okay so sounders in third place in the east in the western conference have a gd of two and you go all the way down to ninth place colorado minus three Which is crazy that it's like that that each of those goals makes such a difference.
1: I guess I guess what I'm what I'm curious about is like I guess when you put it like that, it can sound really bad for the defense and the goalkeeper for giving up so many goals. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly that. (laughs) But. At this, I'm I'm curious how much like when you look at when you if you were to like double click and like parse out whether or not those goals, all of those, however many, like 49 goals that the Sounders have given up this season were response. Like what was the expected goal ratio for Stephen Fry? Like how many of those how many goals did he prevent that should have gone in that would have made that goal differential a lot worse? And then how much lower in the ranking would the Sounders be because of how tight the Western Conference is right now? That's why I said somebody smarter than us. Maybe somebody listening to this podcast. I don't know how many smart people listen to this podcast. All of you are smart. One of you, please do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, not many. (laughs) (laughs) They chose... Somebody chose to listen to this podcast. That is an immediate five <laughs> points off. Like you, whatever your IQ, whatever your IQ is, just subtract ten. Hey,
1: <laughs> like, whoever gave us the four stars, you're the smartest person here. <laughs> Please go do this.
0: Oh, I wish I had it handy, but she came back and uh, clapped back at us a little bit, and it was awesome. I th- I was so happy to see that on Twitter. So anyway, shout outs. Please uh, on us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, the sumo's gonna get you. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy that the goals have been such a problem for scoring. It's still 51s, like pretty good. Jordan Morris had a pretty good season, but that the the amount given up is just ridiculous.
1: Well, you look at our goal, leading goal scorers have I don't know what Raul Ruiz has, but they're they're definitely less than 20. Carlos Vela just is like tied for the MLS record with 31 goals this season.
0: Wait, he's scored 31 on his own?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh no. Like what what like are none of neither of our Goal scorers, Jordan Morris, Raul Ruiz Diaz. Neither of those guys has scored more than 20 goals this season.
0: Uh, Raul Ruiz... 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 San Jose's... Excuse me, Seattle... God damn. Seattle's Chris Wondolowski, Raul Ruiz Diaz. How dare you. He, he scored 11 goals on the season, followed by Jordan Ouch. Morris with 10. Nico Ladero with 7. Christian Roldan with 6. Harry Ship, who can't play defense, according to Instagram, uh, the Sounders Instagram, uh, with five, followed by offensive powerhouse and golden clog leader Kelvin Leardum <laughs> with five.
1: If you, that's so bad. If you take the top, I think five goal scorers for Seattle and put them all together, that's less than one Carlos Vela.
0: Oh, we're now using Velas, huh? That's like the new. <laughs> Is that the new Mexican standard? It's like yeah. how many velas are you worth? I'm like, well only, only 0.3 point three velas. I don't
1: know. How what is that in
0: Canadian? <laughs> Sixty nine. <laughs> oh. I'm like sixty-nine Canadian velas. <laughs> Sorry if I mispronounced your name, Carlos. It's very disrespectful of <laughs> me.
1: Uh, so so let me get so let me get this straight. I I want to do Jordan Morris and you want to do Vela. I don't. I'm not quite sure I'm following. I did not suggest
0: anything like that. I was just saying respect. You're the one who's like, hey, Jordan Morris, looking hot with both feet, bro.
1: <laughs> sit next to me. Oh, you got both your feet. I'm into that.
0: <laughs> yeah, girl. Ah, <laughs> uh, sad news this week, Brandon. Someone picked the pineapple. And, uh, he looked great. Roman Torres got a haircut, shaved off, all those dreadlocks, just when he did that, I wish he would have thought ahead and brought some appropriate sunglasses because he looked like a, I can't describe what those things looked like. It looked like if you, like, took horseshoes and then filled them in with, like, sun-blocking, UV-blocking, you know, material in between, and then put them on your face. That's what it looked like he was wearing. Horseshoe sunglasses. <laughs>
1: He looked like a character, I don't know if you're going to get this one, but he looked like a character from SSX Tricky. I do not get that one. <laughs> I'm going to, I feel like I might have said that before, but I'm going to send you a picture later.
0: <laughs> All right, right on. I'm curious to find out if you plant those dreads, after I cut them off, there's a picture of him holding him and wearing those terrible glasses. If you plant those dreads, do they grow new hair pineapples?
1: You, actually, this. what's wilder than planting those dreads is what they're actually doing with them. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Tell me. So they're putting them in a Panamanian museum.
0: <sighs> I thought it was going to be cool.
1: <laughs> that is cool. That, how is that not cool?
0: I guess, yeah, if it was my hair, I'd be stoked to have my hair in the panamanian sports museum i guess is it in the stadium (laughs) that's named after him (laughs) why is
1: gregor's hair in a panamanian museum uh it's because like so we make fun of him all the time and he gets you know obviously suspended and we make fun of him for being the literally the heaviest person at the the world cup last year um but he is a living legend in panama and they're naming the national stadium after him. And they have like gave him the not the key to the city, they gave him like the key to the country because he sent Panama with his goal. He sent Panama to the first ever, their first ever World Cup. Yada, yada, yada. Great. They're putting his hair in a museum. I don't know what like. What great true American hero could ever do something so great that they were going to take his like fingernails and hair and put it behind glass somewhere to keep it safe in Fort uh, Knox. Bro,
0: they're totally trying to clone Roman Torres. That's what they're doing. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Can you imagine a team of Roman Torres? Cloman Torres? It's like Roman Torres playing striker for the first time in his life where it actually was asked to.
0: On uh, the broadcast, they made a joke about that. They were like, well, Torres is coming in for Jovan Jones. It's not like he's going to play winger, though. And I was like, oh, really? Have you not watched this entire season? I've been watching the guy for years, and he loves playing winger. <laughs> like That's his favorite position. What are you talking about? As long
1: as it's not center back, he would love to play it. Yeah, like hey Fry, give me them gloves. <laughs> Did I mention he scored the goal with his foot that sent Panama to the World Cup? <laughs> it wasn't a header.
0: Uh also to be fair, I think that Roman Torres is awesome
1: and I think that no, he's, he's, the best. he's
0: a great character and like this is all out of love. So right on. Now tell me about Raul Rui Diaz.
1: Okay. I I think that uh as I was watching the game, it was just it was it was like the Manchester United Arsenal game that happened yesterday—it was just poor, and and the entire match was just sloppy, and neither team could do anything good. Um, Sounds and about I, right. I don't. What's that?
0: Sounds about right.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were a few opportunities where uh, long ball was played behind, and um, you know Sounders had Raul Ruiz Diaz when he wasn't, you know, tracking way back in the absence of Nico Ladero, who is out injured again. Um, there were a couple chances for him to really run onto a ball and every time I was like, "Oh, great. Raul Ruiz Diaz has got it. He's going to run up to the ball, he's going to beat the last defender and he's going to be able to kick it in one-on-one with the goalkeeper." However, none of that happens cuz Raul Ruiz Diaz isn't fast. And it, it's taken me this long to realize that that is like a massive issue with the Sounders attack. At least it's like the probably the most glaring issue with with his uh with his game in for the Sounders. Because we're used to like I mean, what won the game for us at, at, for the Sounders at the end was Jordan Morris's speed, uh, being able to beat the last defender and go one on one with the goalkeeper and chip it over uh, with Raul Rui Diaz. There were many opportunities for him to do that, but he's definitely not Obafemi Martins and he's not be able to beat players like that uh, the same way that Jordan Morris and other faster players are.
0: I wonder what the solution is for that. We should ask someone who actually understands soccer rather than just noticing and then pontificating. Give them rocket skates. Let's go. <laughs> that brings us to the most important player for this match. It's the San Jose Dive Shop Man of the Match. <laughs> uh,
1: you're a San Jose Dive Shop Man of the Match. Dive for red. Can't remember what that
0: guy's name was, but San Jose Dive Shop. We're practicing diving now for when California falls into the
1: ocean. At least when they're in the ocean, they'll still have the longest underwater bar in North America. (laughs) Says SpongeBob, probably.
0: (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah, that guy taking the dive outside the box when... Listen, Arriaga fouled him. That's fine. I'll give you that. But he, like, took off as if he was trying to save Krypton. Like, the guy, like... Flies through the air as if he's been hit by some sort of small semi tra- train. Semi train. That's not. <laughs> semi train. Semi truck. Choo choo.
1: That's what my kid calls it. I don't it's know. It's actually what they call Roman Torres in Panama.
0: Hey, semi train. Buenos dias. <laughs> time for who's hot, who's garbage, and who's hot garbage? Hot garbage. Hot.
1: Uh, hot. How about Jordan Morris? So, so hot. hot right now. So hot. 10 goals. Yeah, like, Wait, did th- I say th- yeah. 10 or 11? 10 or Well, he's goals. got 10. Ro- Raul Ruiz has a lot. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Um. That, what, was that Kool-Aid Man only higher pitched? I don't – maybe I can pitch <laughs> that down. <laughs> oh, yeah. 10 goals, 7 assists this season from each of his feet, left and right. Get in, girl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we get a Sounder shout-out? What is that? No, Sounder shout-out. Hi. Oh, <laughs> I thought it said shout-out. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> we gotta. We should delete about seven minutes of what we just talked about.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, hot, yeah. <laughs> lastly, hot Brian Schmetzer hugging Gonzalo Pineda in the sideline during the goal celebration, and then Jordan Morris's dad high fiving fans and everybody around him.
0: <laughs> when they, when they went in for the team huddle before the match, they like made way for Jordan Morris's dad to get in there, and he was like right there next to the coach. And I was like, I like. It. I don't know what what's going on right now, but I like it. Anyway, <laughs> how about garbage? uh garbage soft reds. Oh, the soft red cards were terrible, man.
1: Yeah, it was so bad. So this is like uh Arriaga is I think only 3 weeks since he he saw two yellow cards in the, in the match there. He got sent off. Um both yellow cards I think in that match were pretty soft, but they were kind of ones that the that the referee has to give. But you sometimes, I heard it on a broadcast uh, today during the Champions League, and I think it's something that you hear quite often, is when a, a player commits a foul that might be worthy of a yellow card, sometimes the referee won't give it because it's it's the first one might have been soft, and the second, so it, sometimes what you hear is if he wasn't on a yellow card, that would have been a yellow card. I think it's it's so rough to see Ariaga's. uh, uh um, record tarnished at this point with two red cards in the, in the span of 4 weeks uh over like four fouls three of which were really really questionable yellow cards but they were just enough to get him sent off and and missing him next game you know it's pretty lucky that we that we're getting roman back
0: <sighs> it was so frustrating it's so frustrating cuz the first yellow felt like it was like vindictive after he like straight red carded the guy that stepped on ariaga's leg yeah. like minutes later it was like yellow card and everyone was like uh I'm sorry what and then like the second one it was like the same it's almost as if he was trying to equalize the game I saw a fun Photoshop graphic of the pro professional referees organization of their logo that said probably ruined by the refs <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like it's- it's so rough, man. Like Ariaga was playing a good game. That game I to, to harken to something that Casey Keller always says is the, the only thing that the players want is for the game to be called consistency consistently. Yeah. And and Roy Diaz got kicked in the armpit from behind uh with a bait like absolutely no play on the ball that the, the the person who kicked him had no card I tweeted out that has to be like I I think it, at the moment I tweeted that player just got carded and then I had to go back and, and retract the tweet because it was he didn't get carded and everybody thought he did because of how you would have just assumed by watching it that there would have been at least a yellow card if not worse and and so to see Ariaga two weeks it's it's there's no consistency in that match alone, let yeah. alone across the league.
0: It's like they're trying to manufacture an exciting game. Weird. <laughs> Never heard of that before. I'd like to take this one in hot garbage. I just want to read a tweet from at Tropic Sounders. We love them great Twitter account, San Jose's broadcast team had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to call Rahul Ruiz, Seattle's version of Chris Wondolowski. How dare
1: you? Come
0: on. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, moving on to people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match... <laughs> It's this weekend fan outrage. Jason M five four one on Instagram says, "Wow, we got lucky. Good quick reaction by JMO. As a whole, they still look lost out there. Backline in shambles, and Ariaga has not been worth the money yet. I can't say that I disagree.
1: I." I don't know that I agree that Ariaga hasn't been worth the money, only because I don't know what the money is off the top of my head. So it's but, what we use
0: to exchange for goods and services.
1: <laughs> how many velas is Arriaga worth?
0: <laughs> I, I'll find that out and get back to you. <laughs>
1: um, uh, it's it's I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot to be said about the fact that the sounder central defense has lost Chad Marshall in the middle of the season of course. and that Ariaga is just learning English. And so is Kim Keehee. And those guys have been the, the center back pairing for, for most of the season down the stretch with Ramon Torres out because of suspension. And when those guys aren't in, it's like Jonathan Campbell and now he's injured. And so I, I don't know that it's Ariaga's fault. I don't know that it's Kim Keehee's fault. Both of those guys have a lot of learning in the league to do and uh, they they both are pretty strong on the ground with with their passing. Neither of them are particularly strong in the air. But while I watched that match uh, against San Jose, I thought Ariaga actually had a really strong game. He had some. He made some really key interceptions. He made some really key tackles. Um, he wasn't getting beat behind. Yes, the San Jose uh, Sharks, as you call them, got a <laughs> lot of shots on. Uh, but I thought he played a really good game. Listen, and-
0: but the tweet overall, it's it's a very I think astute tweet because. We can talk about Ariaga all we want, whether or not he's been worth the money. He hasn't really, maybe, adjusted the team. Twelve starts, including that one, so that's like not a lot of time to get to solidify with a changing partners all the time. But it's we got lucky. Good reaction by JMO. True, as a whole, they still look lost out there. I can't argue that that's not the case. I I feel like that Ladero out. Like, there's no consistency in who's motoring that midfield there. I think the only thing you can count on is. Uh, rolled on to be out there and then the back line is in shambles and that's not
1: untrue i think it's i i just think shambles is harsh i think that okay. I, i'm, think I'm that, with
0: you yeah i guess so
1: i i would say that the back line has struggled but that san jose match they kept a shutout yeah so that's i mean and that's and those have been hard to come by for the sounders lately so to to say that in response to the match against san jose seems a little bit harsh
0: decision day like in england only without a season on the line well that's a interesting thing that we're doing here on sunday i I like the activity of having all the matches played at the same time 1 p.m on sunday i don't know if i just said saturday i'm sorry if i did oh you You said sunday sunday century field 1 p.m is the seattle sounders fc taking on minnesota united fc Sounders third on 53 points. Minnesota United third or second on 53 points. Same amount of wins, losses, and draws. It comes down to goal differential. And that, my friend, is just a difference of eight. <laughs> That's a lot more than I thought. I did that math quickly, and boy. So. The match is Sunday. Everyone plays at the same time, not on the same field, and so everything will be happening. People will be (laughs) watching the scoreboards to try and figure out what the right move is and how it's going to affect everybody. Potentially, uh, Minnesota United on a four-match unbeaten streak look hot. They clinched their first-ever playoff position last week. But there's a bunch of other stuff that's happening at the same time that could affect, like playing at home for Seattle is going to be a big thing. Coming off a win for Seattle, even though it was troublesome, is going to be big. The playoff picture below Seattle is totally swirling and impossible to understand because of all the uh, how close that battle is. From Seattle in third down to boop, 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 one. So. Seattle. The worst they could end up is fifth, and the best second. That's a big swing that determines where you're going to be playing in the next few weeks. It's a crazy, it's a crazy time to be a soccer fan. So Sunday, one p.m. I don't know if the better move is to watch the match at CenturyLink Field or to watch it at home, where they're going to be covering the other things.
1: Well, last last season during decision day, I was in the press box, and it was wild. Like I, I think decision day in a league where seven teams make the playoffs in each conference is is kind of uh silly to me however at the same time when the sounders started the 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 day in fifth place last season and ended in second at the end of the day uh it was it was in in like at the times that the goals were being scored and and la galaxy at the last minute were were kicked out of the not kicked out of the playoffs but they were eliminated from the playoffs basically um, at the last minute by RSL, it was, it was a super fun, super exciting game, even if it feels somewhat manufactured, I had a good time. So I think that the, the move would be, and I will be doing this this weekend, uh, just be by, by way of being out of, out of, out of town. Uh, I'll be watching it, um, in Portland Ooh. or in Portland on TV.
0: That's that's too bad. Is there sound? Hopefully, surrounded
1: down? by a bunch of disappointed uh, Timbers fans.
0: I'm sure there's a Sounders bar down there to watch. If you're there
1: is, play,
0: if your wife doesn't murder you for what we're talking about <laughs> right now,
1: I think she'll be working. What? Yeah, I just going by yourself? No, we're going. We're going to. Uh, we're going down there so she can take it. She. My wife is a hairstylist. You should all uh, go get your hair done by her. Uh, and uh, we're going down so she can take a class. Uh, and and have a nice weekend in that that nice town uh, where that bad team is from and, uh, where, and does, where does your wife work she works at a salon in Queen Anne called blonde and gold cool and you follow her on Instagram Um I do follow her on Instagram.
0: <laughs> I, I'm trying to set, set you up to promote your <laughs> yeah. wife.
1: No, I know. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at kj.hair. She did not pay me for any of this either.
0: No, I just like, your wife does a good job and she always posts great pictures of people. And so if there's someone who's listening right now that like needs a person to go to, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Okay. Um, so- all that is to say is that it's super fun to be able to watch it on TV. They do the picture in picture. You get to see all of the broadcasts. You get to follow it all along. And most importantly, you get to watch on Twitter with me, and we all get to make fun of the soccer while it happens.
0: So that, I'm thinking about hitting up the sounders and being like, yo, will you give me press access so I can come up and sit in the press box and watch it all? And you just kind of sold me on that idea instead of like sitting in normal seats and being drunk and not remembering what happened afterwards. It's like a lot more fun to actually be part of the moment as it's happening. So. Okay, so let's look at some scenarios that will happen here Minnesota clinched their first ever playoff position we said that already give me some backstory here on the upcoming match for decision day against Minnesota with Seattle
1: so the, the biggest storyline is that this is Ozzie Alonso's homecoming right the, the since he left in the tr- uh, in the free agency over the offseason to go play with Minnesota he has not been back to Seattle to 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 play against the Sounders the Sounders have gone to Minnesota uh, earlier in the season they they drew 1-1 with the long-range Thunder Bastard from Christian Rodanino. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, last season, the the Sounders, again, apparently only score Thunder Bastards against Minnesota with a uh, long-range strike from Gustav Svensson. All time, the Sounders are undefeated against uh, Minnesota. So, that won't stop them now going into this match because every time we say something like that, something bad happens. But the Sounders are undefeated against Minnesota. But but like I said, this match is all about Ozzy Alonso. He's gonna want to show up big uh for his for the former supporters. But obviously he's still beloved in this city. You know, I think he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder by being let go by the Sounders. And God, how badly have they needed him this season, especially down this stretch, uh, where they've been trying to secure, you know, every point that they can to finish as high up in the table as possible. Possible. Um, that's when Ozzy Alonzo was clutch, uh, every season, but last season in particular in the season that the Sounders won the MLS cup when he came back from that, like super long injury and was able to come back and, and just join the team just in time for MLS cup. Um, that's the kind of guy that you don't want to play against. And especially with a chip on his shoulder. So when he returns to century link, it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy, I mean, before the match, the Sounders are handing out a poster with his face on it as, as a part of a larger poster with a bunch of other people's faces on it, of course. But, that's how much he means to the city, and, and I think I'm super excited just to watch him play against the Sounders as much as it terrifies me.
0: They don't have an Ozzie Alonzo in the New England Revolution, that's for sure. Or <laughs> or maybe they do because I literally don't know any of their players, so I, it could happen. Okay, so here's the playoff picture headed into this weekend. It's the final match, match 34 of 34. Sounders' worst possible playoff position is fifth. They're in third right now. The best is second. A draw against Minnesota sees Minnesota stay ahead on some match. that's like five things down the list okay portland excuse me fartland lose to san jose and san jose could be in and fartland out what really comes down to is that sounders are in but you don't know who the opposition is gonna be you finish in second you're playing at home guaranteed one moment let's see here you finish in second you're playing at home guaranteed second third or fourth you play at home which is awesome um Los Angeles has the bye week on 69 points. (laughs) Nice. It's 420 Canadian. They were first in the Western Conference by, like, seven matches or something like that. (laughs) But you want to play second versus seventh, except for, I don't know, there's like some... (sighs) Finishing fifth would be the worst, because then you're on the road, and you know it's creating a really difficult path to MLS Cup. But if you finish second, third, or fourth, imagine facing Fartland at home and trying to get some again validation after last year getting bumped by portland that would be
1: huge so it'd be it'd be massive but also i think that the sting of last year's loss over two legs is still with me and i don't want that again
0: yeah i don't think that fartland (laughs) is the right opponent i think that there's too much other that goes on that we uh that gets in the way of it being a great playoff soccer match i think it becomes like less about on the field and there's too many influences from off the field. Like, you get lined up against the Real Salt Lake. That's a different matchup completely. Or at FC Dallas, there's history there, but it's still a completely different matchup. It's um, not that you run from an opponent because I think Seattle can beat Portland, but, Fartland, but I think that too much other stuff is in the air to make it a favorable matchup. So, even despite what the rankings
1: might be. Just put it this way, the Sounders... Would be best suited to just win their game, lock up second place, make it a home game, no matter what. Yeah, and uh, you know, wor- let let the rest sort itself out. You know, there's still there's still two spots in the Western Conference up for grabs uh, in the between Fartland, uh, FC, Frisco, Dallas, uh, San Jose Sharks, and the Colorado Rapids, um, who we've never cared enough to give a nickname. Apparently, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, Sounders have history with, with uh, I, at least I know for sure, uh, you know, Fartland, Dallas, and, and and San Jose in the playoffs. So, you know, and actually Colorado. So, it is just to say that the Sounders should just do their best to take that second spot, get a home match, uh, put yourself in the best position to go to uh, the, the quarters. Get a win this
0: weekend. The momentum's going to be so huge. LAFC only one win in the last seven. That's going in with the wrong type of momentum, having a week off additionally. That's not the type of streak you want to be on, as the Sounders proved, making it to MLS Cup a couple years in a row, getting hot in the second half. We are somewhere in between getting hot and being a disaster on field. When we watch that team, that's crazy. Uh, so we're looking at um, a matchup on Sunday, decision day, 1 p.m. at CenturyLink Stadium. The third place Seattle Sounders FC taking on the second place Minnesota United. And El Capazone, our love for <laughs> Ozzy Alonso, will be on display. But also, we want to beat the crap out of that team and take second place for a little bit more advantageous path to the finals especially like when you're talking second versus third playing in minnesota on the road potentially in the future could be terrible if it were to work out that way so avoiding that at all costs would be really huge to be seattle in second gets the home field advantage rather than the opposite way around so let's go sounders getting three big points which is always kind of the cry, but there uh you already mentioned that the sounders are four oh and one all time against the loons including two-0-0 and at home uh seattle coming off a win minnesota coming off a draw uh seattle taking seven points out of the last five matches and minnesota taking eight so it's like there's not a lot between the two which is very interesting so, if you show up get early, you mentioned it a minute ago, show up early to the match at CenturyLink Field, and you get the best 11 poster by rad, rad, rad pencil artist Keegan Hall. I've interviewed this guy before. He's so cool. He's so tied up in Seattle sports. And he's the guy that works with all these dope-ass... Sports stars to make these pencil drawings of him. That he raises all the money that he raises selling him goes straight to the charities that they support, which is so cool. We're talking Russell Wilson and Ciara. These types of people are getting involved with him. Sounders hired him to make a best eleven after all that voting throughout the summer to make this rad poster, and it would be such a cool thing to get and then spill beer on and be mad because he sat on it like an idiot. And <laughs> that's inevitable. Left what it I'm under saying.
1: your seat. <laughs>
0: Sounders, I know you're listening. Send me one to the station where I can't ruin it as quickly, please. Looking into your, well, it's not a Crystal Pepsi Ball, but looking into this weekend, who do you see as your hero, and who do you see, let's start with the villain.
1: Uh, yeah, I think for sure the villain is going to be the hero turned villain, Ozzie Alonso. He's Alonso. Like I, I, I talked about how important this game is going to be to him and, and how important um, he is to Minnesota, and, ha- and, and as he is in the middle, as important as he was to the Sounders as well. Um, like I said, chip on his shoulder, that's not a player that you want to see Uh, coming at you with the ball even if he's 30 yards out we've seen him bang screamers before we've
0: turned him into the villain it's our own fault as a sounders culture that like didn't let that let the front office get away we with all that.
1: participated in his origin story
0: <laughs> hero turned hero jordan morris with a left and a right foot that brandon wants to look at that's uh that's, <laughs> that's who's got to show up and if you, you hope nico ladero can play but maybe you want him to have another week off to heal up that back problem that he's got i'll remind you that brad evans got a back problem and never came back
1: Let's just put it this way: Let's never not play with Nico Ladero again.
0: <laughs> where, so, where are you going to watch it, Brandon? You're going to find a bar in in Portland.
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a Seattle bar in Portland that I'll I'll try to go to the match at, and uh, you know maybe tweet it and hang out with a bunch of you so if you're listening to this in portland uh, hit me up on twitter at full 90 extra time
0: see ya farts and fartland yeah i can't decide i'll either try and get into the press box or just watch it from home with my family and just annoy them with my yelling at the tv from here which sounds like it could be real fun for me so that's good all right too long didn't listen you're just i don't know coming we tuned us out when we started talking about sumo and now you're listening for some reason welcome back TLDL, who's ready to play with a squad of Panamanian Clomon Torreses?
1: (laughs) Uh, Too long, didn't listen. Speaking of Roman Torres, how many velas is one Roman Torres worth? I I can't do the conversion fast enough.
0: 420. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be it. Uh, TLDL, fall fashion trend, horseshoe sunglasses. Take a look at your crystal Pepsi ball. Ding! Let's make a prediction. What do you see for Sunday's Decision Day match where we decide almost nothing because the Supporter Shield has already been decided weeks ago. That's 34 <laughs> of 34. It's the final regular season game of the year. CenturyLink Stadium, 1 p.m. Third place Sounders welcome second place Minnesota United FC. Brandon, what do you got for a final score on Sunday?
1: I'm pretty sure I've not gotten one of these right Lip all season. So, I'm going to go ahead and predict something safe. I'm going to predict that the Sounders will make the playoffs. <laughs> no, okay, I will say that the Sounders are going to win this one 3 to nothing. Raul Ruiz Diaz hat trick.
0: Woo! I like that. I'm going This is important. Sounders are going to win 2-1. But one of the goals is going to be from Kelvin Leardom securing the golden clog.
1: We really need to get one of those. I looked into
0: it. They're expensive.